0: Today we're going to take a look at wholesale pricing as everything is kind of declining uh, maybe you've noticed in the retail level some of the pricing kind of coming down uh, and that's not just from croptober or harvest season this is big going on. You may have heard about California uh, stopping uh, taxes, just to kind of allow some of these companies to catch up all of the robberies and everything in California specifically uh, hurting the industry. But um, this has been going on for a long time. Started way back in May uh, and then all the way through August, the last four or five months, we've seen it on the retail level. So we're going to dive into a report up on the wholesale level of what's happening uh, and why prices are declining all coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. So we'll start looking at the California market and then we'll zoom back out and look at the whole broader uh, wholesale. Kind of just see you know, what's happening in California uh, at the retail level. Um, we're kind of seeing that. Essentially, there's a letter sent by industry leaders asking for an immediate suspension of the cultivation tax placed on growers. The article goes on to say that the opportunity to create a robust legal market has been squandered as a result of excessive taxation and that 75% of cannabis in California is consumed in the illicit market and is untested and unsafe. So rather than watch the California economy kind of fall further into chaos as more CBS and riot aids leave California and close down because of the rioting, rioting and looting, um, store thefts that are kind of planned, um, uh, all of those reasons are kind of more of an opportunity, I guess, to try and save the cannabis industry that's bringing in a lot of revenue for California while they're trying to figure out all of these other issues. Uh, But back to the main question at hand, which is uh, why is wholesale pricing declining? So I mentioned early on that this isn't really about seasonality. So it's not about crop-tober. It's not about necessarily about oversupply um, from from harvest season. Uh, Typically, we could see anywhere from 10 to 30% uh, price declines during that seasonality. But um, that's not necessarily the case because this is, again, this happened. We were seeing this in May. And then in August, it was definitive in the last five months before harvest season. It was already bad. So we could end up seeing more people just use that as one more excuse to kind of get out of the industry. We were seeing, uh, you know, 100,000, no, a million grams for about... What was it, seven cents a gram, maybe even cheaper? Um, So people are kind of getting out of the game selling their entire um, uh, harvest and then just walking away. This also isn't about the states. There's a lot of onboarding. You see Illinois with crazy numbers, long lines, high prices, all of that. This isn't about um, simple supply of of economics of supply and demand. This is more about um, a, a broader issue. It's it's a global macroeconomic issue. It's not just transitory inflation. This is a a, a huge um, shift in behavior and consumer preferences and how they're responding. Again, if you change your preferences on vice, uh, on on the things that uh, you know that you use frequently, then there's probably a lot of other things that you cut way back on before you got to this point. So if people were doing this in May, they were already cutting way back on everything else that's not considered a vice um, for probably months before that, you know, during the 2020 pandemic. Uh, so this has been going on for it's been going on for quite a while. Other issues with supply and demand that this isn't really about, it's not about the, the virus on the West Coast. This isn't um, about, Again, new, new states onboarding and having that supply shortage initially, um, it's not really about any of those factors or cross-state competition or any of that. So um, what we saw basically since COVID is that um, cannabis was deemed essential. And more people are working from home, not working at all. And so basically that quantitative easing of, of just printing money uh, from stimulus checks and trillion-dollar packages, you're seeing consumers buying a lot of cannabis from that. Um, some of those uh, stimulus checks have stopped since pandemic, and maybe as a result, people aren't um, going into work. Maybe they're fearful of... Uh, COVID, maybe they decided not to get vaccinated for whatever reason. Uh, And so there's this huge kind of uh, shift in the marketplace. Since May, Colorado, for example, flower prices have decreased 40% from $1,300 a pound down to $775. Medical, I think, has dropped at least 25% in sales at the retail level. And we're going to do a retail report completely separate from this wholesale report. So I'm going to try to keep that uh, that distinguish or separate. Um, so asking the question, could this have been prevented? So in terms of, of COVID, obviously not. Um, being deemed essential is probably the best thing for the industry. You saw other places um, ban alcohol sales. I mean, you didn't see that with cannabis. So in terms of the image, um, you know, that was a positive. So lessons learned uh, could have been that market fluctuations uh, were pretty crazy. You saw Nevada completely swing, uh, losing a lot of consumers because of the lack of tourism. Washington was one of the most stable markets in Washington state because um, been around for a while, didn't have uh, any issues where a lot of other states kind of were dependent upon tourism. Washington state has a zero budget for tourism. Literally, we don't pay for tourism. That's why everyone will go to Vancouver, B.C for um, uh, making movies about Seattle. It's because Vancouver, BC will give them a tax credit. So anyways, a lot of these producers and processors could have seen this with the data. We track every single month what the retail sales look like. And that's a a lagging indicator. Wholesale would be a leading indicator. uh, And that's kind of what, what this report would be from uh, both bds at the retail level uh, and then apex at the wholesale level and getting that whole picture kind of gives you uh, uh, the best idea of what's going to happen the data as it is would give you the kind of market fluctuations Mm -hmm. kind of being able to see other other states and what's happening for sales year over year uh, changes trends uh, anomalies uh, anything from brand concentration to number of transactions um, and looking at it again from from different marketplaces and, and, and then asking the question, why? So uh, there's definitely been businesses that kind of uh, like cultivators. They make these knee-jerk reactions. You see in Canada where they overproduce and then have to give away these massive amounts of, of greenhouses. Um, you see it down here too. So based on short-term booms, uh, rather than looking at historical or projected data, a lot of these cultivators are just kind of uh, doing the most that they can. So 2020 saw an increase in canopy size because they thought the businesses were good. And there's this tendency to kind of just uh, hope and pray as they uh, plant all of these uh, these new crops in anticipation that there's going to be that demand there. But yet what we're seeing due to either inflation or um, price pressures, um, on consumer staples, housing, food everywhere. I mean, that is, that is inflation. Um, and with that pricing pressure, you're seeing changes in consumer behavior. Um, I don't know if that's going to be transitory at all. So I would, I'd probably prepare, uh, for that. If you don't have a lower priced skew, you might want to add that because consumers in general are going to probably make different decisions, uh, on what they buy, you know, especially if you're, uh, somebody who uses a lot of cannabis. So an interesting note too, from what they're seeing is that during these times, everyone's kind of got the same concept plan idea where they're going to jump on these, these wholesale platforms and just try to liquidate as much as they can. And then they see how much the next guy is selling for and they try to, to beat them by a penny or whatever. And it's a race to the bottom. So that whole commoditization uh, Conversation that we've we've been alluding to seems to be in fact in play right now as a lot of these people are just going to platforms like Apex Trading, um, looking for alternative solutions or tools to um, outbid uh, other people, uh, or excuse me, to uh, undercut other people in order to, uh, get their price out, right. It's about freshness. It's about just getting that cash up front so that you can use that, uh, for your next project or, you know, just to keep, uh, your salary going, keep afloat. A lot of these people are are hand to mouth. So, um, you know, utilizing discounts and everything a lot from what we've seen, um, in terms of uh, going to 20 stores on 420, so I'm kind of planning my my 420 tour where I do 20 stores on 420, and I I know that um, stores that get 150 people within the first hour versus those that get 150 people midday is discounts. So what are you are you sending them text? Are you offering daily discounts? Are you offering um, you know getting their their phone number and data in exchange for every 10 times they come in, they get some kind of extra discount pre Uh, pre-order disc, all those things are going to be one of the differentiators. Um, And and they're using, you know, these producers and processors. And I say that word because in Washington state, we're not uh, vertically integrated. So the retailer is not a part of that. So even if you are vertically integrated, your production team and your brands are, are, Processing the grow side, they're all going to be on these platforms trying to sell, trying to use these uh, discounts and codes and everything to um, liquidate their product as fast as they can, uh, essentially a race to the bottom, um, and you're able to see these bulk discounts and um, you know, through platforms like, like apex. So uh, all of that is driving sales, but um, what's, what's the profit at the end of the day, this is just a commodity. And I think that um, for some people in new emerging markets need to be able to look at this and know that that trend is coming to a state near you. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is the Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got.